you are love and you belong here i am love and i belong here so today's episode is more of love and uh, more of embracing who you are and personally loving yourself so all the songs that we are going to play will be on love and um, the one you just listened to was by third day if you have been listening to the podcast you know that i love third day song and then they, they are just one of my favorite um gospel artist group i love their song i don't think they have any recent one anyway i love their songs and I love listening to it, the beats and all. Maybe if you have any songs you can recommend for me, you can send me an email and say, Victory, I do not like the songs I've been putting in this podcast. I want you to change it. I'm open to corrections and I'm open to um, to be better. So let's begin this episode. This is the last episode on the SS Challenge. And so far, it has been good. Like, good, good, good. We have Jachi. cannot pronounce his son in. <laughs> so... Let me just stop at Jackie. And we have Love It. Okay, me. I can pronounce our own name. So we have them joining us today on the studio. Yeah, on the studio. And uh, do enjoy listening to them. And take one or two things from the interview. Thank you very much. Bye. Okay, not bye. <laughs> it's time for Love It to come in. <laughs> Hello, everyone out there. My name is Lovet Opemi and um, today we'll be interviewing Jachi. Now, I cannot pronounce his full name. <laughs> so, it's an evil name. I'm Yoruba. I don't want to murder his name. So, um, as you listen and stay attentive to this interview, um, thank you very much for joining us good day jachi i don't know if i got the pronunciation well and um i've been following you for i think about two years if not three on facebook you've managed to carve out a niche for yourself in poetry and um in porn also (laughs) p-u-n yeah so can you please tell us about yourself um i was i was kind of afraid you're gonna murder my name but fortunately you pronounced it right um i am she an unrepentant poet a publisher and finding editor at pomify publishing incorporated i i think that should be all about me mm-hmm. all right <laughs> thank you so much then the next question we have here says um how were you able to carve out a niche for yourself as a poet here it is i'm gonna answer your question with four options number one i explored my options you know it wouldn't be the wise to decide on a niche before identifying one's options and there were several options to writing, article writing, blog writing, ghost writing, editing, um, fiction writing, including historical fiction, romance fiction, science fiction, and more, academic writing, and there was script writing, songwriting, or playwriting, and then poetry, with a host of other options. And so when I explored all options, I was able to identify my strengths 
which is the second point number two i identified my poet my strengths which is poetry and then number three i assessed the demand level now i asked myself are there enough people who want to read what i want to write it is great to specialize in poetry but if there aren't loyal readers in line to buy what you write to read what you write to appreciate what you write i am sure would have faded away really fast long ago and then number four and the last is i asked myself is it scalable where am i headed with my chosen niche can i use it to build a bigger audience can i feed sabrina with it okay that's on a lighter note i love i love to think big enough to build a career in poetry writing but also small enough that i can stand out as someone special in this chosen niche and above all i wasn't afraid of failure all right so thank you very much i learned not to be afraid of failure you know most times people get scared of feeling even before they try in the first place so thanks very much for that um you wrote a book titled diary of a broken poet which discuss issues that affect you and we as human beings what life experience prompted you to write that book were you having um, a down moment probably where you were feeling like flawed as a human what actually inspired you or prompted you to write diary of a broken poet like i said the journey started long ago as i as days grew into weeks and weeks into months, heart bleed and tears burst from the eyes like a sojourner halfway home the closer i get to the shore the farther the shore goes away from me Having found solace in poetry, I confided in my diary and joked with it, scratched at it, cried to it and vented at it broken lies that morphed into poems. Together, my diary and I bore this baby, Diary of a Broken Poet. This anthology is about my poetry and all of my most deepest and inner thoughts all refined. It has a lot to do with what I went through as a young teen and how I have lived through these experiences. So um, I try to give a meaning to life through those poems. Life breaks people so much that quite a number of them live thinking death is the only break. They are of a broken poet is a juicy attempt at recycling the same brokenness which leaves so many perching on the points of breaking like a bed with wrecked wings, only patiently waiting awaiting death to cut them away my attempt to dig through a heap of negative experiences is to harness beauty from these experiences life's hard knocks and seemingly unbearable punches are captured in this piece of poems and this sends a strong message to all that you are not alone in your pain i've been there before and i've made it thus far so look around for my footprints in those poems and walk daring. Wow, that must be a lot for you. Okay, so how do you think we can find joy 
and stay unbroken despite what life throws at us. I think it is summarizing a poem I wrote sometime in 2018. This poem is titled Hope Has Feathers. There is something special about hope that keeps one going despite life's oddities. Hope has feathers. It flies one to the mountain top. Instead of settling for crumbs in the valley. Hope has feathers that flies one against the wind. No matter how boisterous or stormy it is. Hope is what makes one wake up every morning with a renewed strength. Knowing that although today holds for me the good, the bad, the ugly. With hope in my arsenal, I can walk through this storm and come out unscratched. Hope has feathers. It flies one above circumstances. So if only we could learn to hope for a better tomorrow, hope for better results, hope for a better uh, turnaround in every situation of life, then we can be able to stay and fight against life oddities. All right, thank you so much for that. I can poetry, your voice reeks of poetry. I can see poetic lines even as you speak. So, why poetry? Okay, I think you've partially answered this question when I asked you about how you were able to carve out a niche for yourself. But I'll still ask this anyway. Why poetry? Did your journey into poetry make you good with words? Or you went into poetry because you wanted to be good with words? Like from the onset, were you always good at words and that is why you went into poetry? Or you, or while journeying through poetry, you developed yourself into being good with words? <laughs> Alright, thanks for the compliments. Um, yeah, just, just like you said, I already answered this in my previous reply. Um, the thing is, I didn't start off as a poet. At first, it was just songwriting. My journey into poetry started off, um, was triggered by jealousy. I was playing that. My, my younger sister was a story writer. And so she writes these awesome stories and receives beautiful compliments from my dad and the NYSC, um, or are they called again, Corpus, they work with him. They write wonderful reviews of her stories and I got jealous because I've been writing songs, wonderful songs, gospel songs, life issues and all that. And I get no, I get no compliments. No one gets to pat me on the head and say, oh wow, Chachi, that's a wonderful song. I love it. But my younger sister was receiving all the praises. So I thought, all right, if that is it, I'm going to go into poetry. <laughs> so I decided to write a poem titled No Pain, No Gain, um, inspired by a story written by my younger sister. Actually, that story received a whole lot of commentaries and reviews and accolades so much that i decided to make a poem out of it now on writing that first poem i got to discover that 
I could do better with poetry writing than songwriting. I discovered that the words flowed easily, freely, just like water flowing through a stream seamlessly. And that is how my journey into poetry started. And so the more I write, the better I become. I started reading about poetry, types of poems, genres of poems, poetry styles, poetry devices, um, rhymes, reading, personification, onomatopoeia, simile, metaphor, and all those spices that make poetry, poetry. So the more I get to know about all these, and the more I write, I got better at the poetry thing. So you asked to know whether I went into poetry so I could be good at words. Uh, I, not really, because I was already good at words. For one to be able to compose songs, verse one, verse two, verse three, a chorus, a refrain, and all that, uh, that, that individual at least is good with words. And so my journey into poetry, like I already said, was poured by jealousy. But I'm glad I actually did take up that challenge to write poetry because it helped me discover my true niche. It helped me discover my true niche. Because uh, I'm wondering what if I hadn't started writing poetry then? Would I have gotten to the level I am now? Would songwriting have brought me to this level I am now? Would I be able would I have been able to achieve all I have achieved with poetry writing if I had stayed a songwriter? Oh, that's beautiful. So you write songs. I actually used to see you playing guitar. I was just thinking it's it's an hobby that you like doing. And even you write songs. I think you will write me a song on my birthday. <laughs> Alright. Um you said um your poetry started off as jealousy. And um you authored a book titled You Are Loved and You Be and You Belong Here. No, okay, you belong you are loved and you belong here, yes. So I'm beginning to think that was one of the reasons why you wrote that book. But nevertheless, thank you so much for for coming out plain and being truthful. Yeah, we these days most of us do things out of is it jealousy or call that or because someone else is doing it and we actually want accolades too. Of course everybody seeks validation, especially from their loved ones. So uh thank you so much for that. So the next question here. Can you tell us about your book titled Sweetness? I want to know about the book. Sweetness, a collection of poems, yes. <laughs> yeah, the guitar team, I'm not really good at guitar playing. I'm still at the learning stage. Yeah. Okay, sweetness. Sweetness is a collection of poems, a collection of love poems. These are um, the poems in it you are inspired by my lover here, an ex-lover. Why the relationship lasted, I, I do write poems to her on a weekly basis. So every week I write 
one poem to her and she writes back to me she was also a poet and a writer too and so all through the span of the relationship we had we made beautiful memories that i couldn't help but write poems out of them but then as time went on the relationship got sore so if 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 you've read sweetness you will see the the uh, um the regression from the beautiful things about love heartbreak and this ugly after effects and so that is it that, that is all about sweetness is a collection of love poems how beautiful love is at the beginning how sore it gets when love is lost <laughs> oh this made me remember the i can marry a poet challenge but seriously you wouldn't want to marry a poet like <laughs> so thank you so much for that um now this question is totally unrelated to the purpose of this interview but because i know your audience will be following this and they will be they want to hear from you this question has been lingering in our hearts for so long i know you probably know where i'm going to <laughs> So, remember, this is a Christian author's interview. <laughs> you have to be honest as true, or you have to be honest with the truth here. So, I do hope that we, your followers, we get a honest reply this time around. So, the question is, the anonymous Sabrina you always talk about in your poem. Is she real or she's fictional? And if she's real, can you tell us about her? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I know you didn't see this coming and I didn't ask you based on your previous reply. This question has been typed, you know, has been written down since hours ago. So thank you very much. Oh my, my capable. <laughs> yeah, even bef before you asked the question, I already knew where you are headed. So, okay, well, the truth is, Sabrina was, Sabrina is, and Sabrina is no more. I'll try to explain that. When I started writing about Sabrina, she was an abstract, non-existent um, being. Yeah, I was just writing about a, uh, should I say, a fictional lover. That was when I was, I was on my poem a day, poetry challenge for 365 days. So six out of the poems I wrote during those, um, during the why why the challenge lasted we are dedicated to a non-existent sabrina and so a few months after that i met this beautiful awesome mystical magical lady who decided on her own to become sabrina yeah she embraced the name embraced the character 
and not just the name and the character she also embraced the poet the creator of it and so it started off wonderful relationship here yeah, between I and her and she became the Sabrina and so all stories I wrote about Sabrina all those stories on Facebook here <laughs> yeah, those are real stories yeah real stories um, things that happened between I and her conversations we had over the call on the phone physical meets and during chat so other stories we are real sabrina became real but sabrina isn't her name and uh, i won't say her real name anyway <laughs> no i won't say her real name but then sabrina is no more yeah you wanted me to be honest in my reply sabrina is no more the relationship ended a year ago at exactly October last year. Um, I wouldn't want to go into full details, but it ended really on a sad note. You know, there are times when in life one makes mistakes, mistakes that though forgivable, you, you just can't live with it. When I say live with it, I'm actually referring to living with a person who made that mistake. And so she she did a terrible thing that I just couldn't take. And as much as I I forgave her and I let it go, but I I I just couldn't see myself in a relationship with someone who could do such without any remorse for a long time and continue with it until I discovered it. And, and, and so that was why I had to put a stop to the relationship. Yeah, let it go, let it end there. Matters nothing how awesome it was, matters nothing what people would say. If I wake up one day and say, hey, all right, Sabrina doesn't exist, but that is just it she doesn't exist anymore and right now we've reverted back to the non-existent fashion of sabrina which i still write about once in a while well i've i've come to love the sabrina character even though the person who once represented that character is no more in my life I still love the character I created. So for now, like I said at the beginning, Sabrina was non-existent and she became existent. But right now, is no more. Phew. Okay, that is it. Wow, that's beautiful. I'm sure your your audience, your fans will be so happy to hear this. So for once you've cleared us about Sabrina. She was, she is, and she's no more. Well, and I love the way you described the lady, beautiful, magical, and oh, that's actually <laughs> that's actually so beautiful. Well, we we always do not end up with our first love anyway yeah so thank you for that 
Um, many people crave for love and validation from loved ones. You talk about this in your book. You are loved and you belong here. What message do you hope your readers grab from the book? You are loved and you belong here. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Lovett. Um, you are loved and you belong here is a collection of letters that I wrote to friends and strangers. These are people who had depression issues, rejection issues, and so many other life circumstances that overwhelmed them. And they opened up to me seeking advice and counseling. And so I write to them, I write letters to them. So it, 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 it got to a point, so I, I thought, wouldn't it be nice to collect these letters and make a book out of it? There are people out there who need this. There might not be your opportunity to come to me seeking counseling and uh, advice, but if they can be able to get this book, they might find experiences in it that they could relate to and find answers in my replies. And so I collected this book and I had it published on the title, You Are Loved and You Belong Here. This is actually from one of the letters, which was a reply to a female friend of mine who was having suicidal um, thoughts. She was actually hell-bent on taking her life because of family issues, um, um, bullying, beating, abuse, rejection, and all that. And so the first words to escape my mind when she was done telling me her audios was, hey girl, you were loved and you belong here. Family, the people you call family may not love you. There are people out there, but there are people out there who appreciate you for who you are. People who love you just the way you are. People who are ready to sacrifice their all, anything, just to make sure that you live a healthy, a healthy, happy life. And so with that, I was able to write to her and encourage her to stay stay leave now but don't leave and so that was it what i expect what my writer should expect from this book is a message of hope a message of love a message of acceptance that in spite of what life throws at us whatever life brings to us whatever tomorrow brings you are loved and you belong here thank you wow that's so soothing thank you you are loved and you belong here yeah a lot of people have suicidal thoughts and i believe when they get to read your book it will it will go a long way thank you so much um please i would like you to leave words of advice for people who are emotionally bruised wow this, this is a very is a very important question the the truth is people tend to think that emotional bruises take longer to heal than physical ones words hurt really and I think the main problem is that people are oblivious to how harmful their words and actions are. 
they could mean it as a joke or even not realize how much it affects the other person or they could just be unhappy with themselves and straight up mean to make themselves feel better now it, it doesn't even have to be a verbal abuse it can be an astounding force adding stress or affecting someone mentally or now the, the bottom line is verbal abuse often goes unnoticed or just kind of gets brushed away is not treated in the same manner as physical abuse when in reality verbal abuse can prove to be much more emotionally damaging than physical abuse i am not diminishing the severity of physical abuse though what i'm trying to say is we need to shed some light on an issue that is often overlooked now how how does one how can one heal from emotional scars healing emotional scars requires conscious consciousness and intentionality yes it is not that easy unlike physical abuse we we can pretend that emotional experiences never happened however like physical damage regardless if we acknowledge the wound we are still left with scars and so how can you reveal your emotional scars emotional scars manifest in behaviors for example now let, let me paint this picture if for example you were married and then your husband once said during an argument that you are a lousy housekeeper so every time he comes home and mentions how messy the living room is you take it as a personal attack to your housekeeping instead of hearing that he intended to be motivating the kids to do their chores but then there are these questions an emotionally ruined person need to ask who sets you off or what instantly makes you angry it could be a word, it could be a phrase, it could be a look from someone, or it could be a smell. When we do not heal from an experience, being exposed to similar elements that caused or triggered those experiences can also trigger emotions and fears. So the next question should be, who or what do you avoid? When we become, we become kind of, um, how do I put this now? We become creative when we unconsciously don't want to face a fear now if asking these questions if while asking these questions you conclude that you may have some hidden scars or wounded areas i recommend that you connect with a trusted friend or a wise mentor we often feel like a failure in admitting our struggles but the truth is what we do not know is that everyone has hidden scars and they are also trying to keep this hidden. Now, keeping these scars hidden robs us of joy and peace. And now we must understand that we are not alone. You are not alone in any of your struggles. And that there is freedom and peace when we expose our wounds to the right persons. So if you can find someone to communicate with, someone who could understand you the trusted friend go on unearth those emotions open them up and pour it on on that person and i believe you me you will find solutions to that so whatever emotional trauma you're facing 
emotional bruises you have find someone to open up to open up to and uh, and believe me you will find solutions to your problem you will find better ways of facing those fears you will find joy and you will find peace and okay yeah you're going to discover that you are really loved and you belong here thank you so much this means a lot a lot to me and other people that will be following this um interview thank you so much for the message passed across i really i really really appreciate you for that yes because you you just answered the question in the hearts of many people people are actually going through a lot and one until you ask questions or you get close to people before you know the the hurt they're feeling inside but thank you so much for this word of encouragement that you shared so thank you and um the last but not the least no not the last per se but second to the last question you read a pro, um, a pro guide book to becoming a self-published author um can you please tell us what is about like okay in brief what is um what do you actually need to become a self-publishing author yeah the, the pleasure is mine love it thank you too um here um self-publishing successfully a pro guide on how to become um a self-published author um here um, millions of people write as a hobby, but going from a hobbyist to a successful writer can be intimidating. Looking at the traditional publishing industry from the outside, it seems that so much goes into becoming a professional writer, from generating book ideas to establishing a daily writing habit to finding a literary agent and also to getting on the radar of a publishing company. Indeed, trying to tackle all of these at once would overwhelm even the most ambitious aspiring writer. But if, if one is able to approach the process methodically, it really is possible to become a published author. Whether you aspire to become a best-selling author or simply self-publish your first book while keeping your day job, the key is to adopt a plan and stick to it. Now, how can one become a published author? Becoming a published author takes persistence, industry networking, and a healthy dose of luck. Yeah, a healthy dose of luck. Now, okay, <clears throat> you can refer to luck as um, grace. However, how, however, um, before any of these come to play, a successful author must be committed to actual book writing. So here are some important tips to help first-time authors produce good writing and understand the industry at large. Number one, you have to develop good habits. Most beautiful writers will have to balance their writing with other responsibilities. So setting aside consistent blocks of time for writing is very 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 important your writing time can be early in the morning or late at night or <clears throat> during your lunch hour but keep it persistent and insist on prioritizing that writing routine publishing starts from writing 
right so until you are able to write consistently develop a good writing um, habits you're not ready to be a published author secondly use your limited time wisely before you sit down to write think of ideas remind yourself of where you left off in the story or make a mental plan for what you want to accomplish during this session number three network with other writers yeah very important there are some writers who will rather be islands yeah they just want to be on their own no one talks to me i talk to no one i'm an introvert that's rubbish we need to network with fellow writers if you know poets who have published their book get closer to them yeah get to know them befriend them you can learn a whole lot from them don't claim to be master know it all no you don't know it all there are people who have passed through stages that you are yet to get to if you network with them they will provide educational programs geared towards specific journeys that will assist you to become a successful published author and then number four build a relationship with an editor yes editors are hugely important part of your publishing process and so if you are fortunate as to command interest in your man of manuscripts you want to do everything you can to ensure a good fit and a good editor will make you a better writer but a bad editor can compromise your artistic version so you need to seek for good editors that can bring out the beauty of your writing now consider traditional publishing new authors seeking to distribute their first fiction or non-fiction books have two publishing options it's either you go into traditional publishing or you consider self-publishing due to the many hurdles in traditional publishing industry the vast number of first-time authors must initially prove their chops in the world of self-publishing i'm what i mean is this self-published authors should learn that publishing houses may not be able to help them yeah because it's your first time not all publishing houses would like to take that economic risk to publish a first-time author and so you can self-publish by creating an audio book of your book by creating an ebook of your book or even going for print on demand which is which is offered by amazon uh, um, amazon kindle now um, the last point here is this never stop writing once your book has been published learn a celebration and be proud of your sources yeah celebrate every little sources and don't quit your job yet don't quit writing yet it is very common for first-time authors to have successes with their first novel only to find it difficult to get to the next to um to get their next book published now this this is not a time to relax because yeah you've published your book you don't want to go sit down no it is time to work harder work smarter to become a better published author um before i end this i would like to add this get an auto website yes very important if you can afford it a first published a self for a successful um self-published writer should have an auto website it is cheap is affordable yes you can afford a cheap auto website either from squarespace from wix or blogger or wordpress then another important thing here is to have an email list yeah 
people buy your book don't let them just buy and go create an email list of your clients yes people that bought your book create an email list of them and email them regularly you can seek for reviews from them you can communicate with them just continue to grow your email list you can grow your email list from your social media contacts social media fans or followers or friends and or what to mouth what to mouth um, uh, um promotion of your book and then what else yeah your social media profile should be professional yeah use your name use your real name it can be Chioma Chukuka Ngozi, and then on Facebook, you are bearing is Miss Queen or whatever. As a, as a, uh, um, to be a successful self-published writer, you need to be real. People need to know you for who you are on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, LinkedIn, Medium, whatever social media platform there be. And then in distribution, learn to be the first marketer. Of your book as a first as a uh, self-published author you are the first marketer of your book no one will market your book better than you do so go out there don't just relax and, and 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 leave the responsibilities of marketing in the hands of your publisher also do your part of the job talk about your book write about your book promote your book promote the hell out of it and believe you me if you are able to do all this religiously you're going to be a successful self-published author hmm, thank you so much i have learned a whole lot from that yeah because i'm not an author yet but i know like i've helped co-authored books and um, ghostwriting and i know how demanding it could be you know it's easy to like show up on um, social media platforms like facebook linkedin instagram and make random posts every day but to compile um, 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 a single idea into a book of over 70 pages 150 pages 300 pages it's quite tough and demanding yeah you talked about balancing writing and other responsibilities because um, um for instance i'm a student and um, my my course of study could be so demanding so balancing um books writing and other life activities could be tough but thank you so much for this advice um we don't take this for granted like this is and information that most people pay heavily to get in classes but here you are dishing it out for free um we really really appreciate you so thank you so much lastly lastly how can we connect to you and how can we purchase your book yeah you're welcome i appreciate too it's a pleasure really okay to to get my books kindly visit my website jachiwrites.com Jachi was spelled J A C H I J A A C H I writes.com. When you visit the website, you will see a, a, a category, a catalog rather, of my books from A to Z. All you have to do is just to place an order online right there on the website for my book, and I will have it emailed to you immediately. Thank you so much, Lovett, for this opportunity. I really, really appreciate it. It's an honor. 
right thank you so much it's been an amazing session with you i've learned a lot i've learned so much and i've i'm, I'm sure uh, audience have also learned a whole lot from this interview session i really really appreciate thanks for honoring the visit thanks for accepting the invite thanks for sacrificing your time for work just to make this possible um, this is not something we take for granted and won't trivialize this opportunity at all. Thank you so much. In fact, thank you has become an understatement. And um really appreciate your time once again. And to our re- um our followers and listeners out there, we hope you learned a great deal from this session. If you did, you can use the comment box below. Once again, I am your host, Love It, of AMA. Thank you very much. So, it has been amazing all the way. Um, all the authors we have interviewed, they have been amazing all the way. So, uh, we are signing out with this song by his song, The Love of Christ for Us, can be seen in both letters. So, do not ever doubt the love of God for you. And do not ever doubt that you can be loved. You are loved by... Now I-